The AL Central division race just took another turn after an injury to a star player. And the Cardinals look to be running away with the NL Central. That and more next. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Luke Mannerfeld. I'm here with Noah Mannerfeld and Robert Stangler. No Nick Booting this week, but we got the two guys. We got me. What else do you need, really? Robert, how's it going, man? It's going. How are you, Luke? I'm doing all right. Uh, really a busy day today, so I'm happy to be here talking baseball with you guys. Man, I sounded like you with that. <laughs> I sounded busy like I'm happy. I did the busy day. <laughs> Steinbeck's lost. I got you right. I got right back at you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> your, your your mood is infecting all of us. Oh, all right. Noah well, is here as well. What's up? Been busy, but you know, happy to be with the team. Uh, happy to talk baseball. Here's the thing. <laughs> I spent my I spent my college years covering uh, athletes and coaches, and that is all they say. That's all they say. It's so bad. Yeah, it's like they I was don't know how to a fastball, just trying to put a ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I was just, you know, just for the team, you know, I was really feeling, uh, you know, we really we really bonded together over this last week. And, you know, you just want to play for the guy next to you. It's, it's terrible, some of the things these Luke, guys Luke, say. Just, just be thankful that they weren't Justin Verlander. Yeah, <laughs> get barred from the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Which, by the way, do not condone barring reporters from it's the It's against the, like... It's literally you know, against the baseball rules. The collective rules. bargaining agreement, yeah. Yeah, and Justin Verlander. I thought he was a nice guy. I don't know why he would do something like that, just because he has a disagreement with a reporter. Just don't answer his questions, man. Whatever. <laughs> you are entitled to your own opinion. You don't have to speak if you don't want to. Exactly. Like, you don't <laughs> have... If you, you, you have to let him in the clubhouse, but if right. he doesn't want to speak to you, he doesn't have to. But you right. have to let him in the clubhouse. That's the issue. Right. There's, a, there's a better approach to do it. Yeah, yeah, that was just kind of a pathetic move. Whatever. I think a little less of him these days, but still mm-hmm, think he's a sure. great pitcher. Just maybe not as a great person. All right, we got to talk uh, some important mm. stuff here, though. That's not important. It's uh, not? Well, it's okay. important, but not nah, not to this conversation. Uh, just remind you, we are on the, all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Send your questions. We got one at the end of the show today. So uh, if you want to be featured at the end of the show, you can send them to the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. Send your questions to the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Stitches Pod to get all of our newest content. All right, let's do the name game, guys. We didn't get to do it last week because we were doing our Clubhouse Chatter episode. And if you guys haven't checked that out, go back last week. We talked about the perfect game and. Like, mm-hmm. I think the day after that, the Cardinals almost got a combined no-hitter, which are not very exciting, but still uh, timely, considering the topic we talked about. All right, name game today. Charlie Hamstring. Charlie Hamstring. A Charlie horse. He's an outfielder with the Chicago White Sox. Oh, jeez. All right, Charlie Hamstring. Robert, you start. Mm, White Sox, huh? Hmm. I'm going to say no. No? Yeah. No? Dang it. I was going to say no, too, and I'm going to continue to say no, but that means Luke can stump both of us, which we don't want to give Luke victories. I don't know. I'm going to say no. You got to go with your gut, man. It's All no. Right. 
So I feel kind of it's no. Okay, it's no. I guess if Nick was here, he'd probably say no too. So we'll just say he said no. No, he'd go against me though. No, no, no you can't. I don't know. Can't uh... that. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll ask him next week. <laughs> All right. So no one, Robert, say no on Charlie Hamstring if that's a real baseball player or not. At the end of the show, we will reveal if uh, Mr. Hamstring is indeed a baseball player. Okay, we've got a lot to talk about today in both of the central divisions of baseball. Let's start with the Twins and Indians. Uh, This race has really taken a turn over the last week. As uh, you may have heard, Jose Ramirez, a star third baseman uh, for the uh, Cleveland Indians, has a broken handmate boat in his hand, and it looks like he might miss really significant time. That's a huge blow to the Indians' playoff hopes. Right now, they're three and a half games back of the Twins. Of course, we all know they cut that 11-game lead uh, down to actually a division lead at one point, but now they're three and a half back. And the Twins are really in the soft part of their schedule. They have one of the easiest schedules going the rest of the way here. Um, guys, Jose Ramirez, that's a huge, huge loss for the Indians. Uh, 254 batting average, 20 home runs, 75 RBIs, 788 OPS. But as we all have seen, he's really come on, uh, come on of late, looking like his old you know, top five MP, MVP self and looked like he was going to drive the Indians to potential uh, AL Central crown. Robert, how, how much does this affect the Indians going down the stretch here? Well, this hurts a lot, Luke. Uh, you got to look at it like this. He was having, he was finding it once again in the second half, something that I kind of mentioned going into the second half. I said, well, Ramirez can't be this bad. We all know he's not that bad. He had an amazing 2018. You look at it now and you think, okay, well, now we have to figure out other internal pieces that can somehow combine to make some one of his production, or do we have to, or does somebody have to step up? You know, there's there's a lot of variables here, and I think with one month left to be played, pretty pretty much left to the season here, we yeah. got about what a month and a four or five days. So you have to look at it from a different aspect that they might need to play differently a little bit. I think the Indians, what they've been known to do is pitch and win with defense. But when you lose a big bat like that, that's gonna ch- it changes things. Like makes, I said, it makes Ramirez, that all the more important, right? Exactly. The they have to yes. be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if you have Ramirez in that lineup, it gives better pitches to certain hitters, depending on where they're hitting. Like Yasiel Puig, you know, if he's hitting cleanup and Ramirez is fifth, Yasiel Puig was gonna get a better pitch to hit. So now the situation has become a little bit crucial for the Indians because their lineup thins out a little bit. And I know one yeah. guy, sometimes people think, oh, well, that's not a big deal. And it's like, well, the Indians are not the best offense when they don't have certain players to fill mm-hmm. those roles to make sure that those players are getting exactly what they need to fulfill and that it's getting pitches they need. Yeah, and hit. we saw that at the beginning of the year, Robert, yes. with uh, Jose Ramirez was struggling big time. They didn't have Yasiel Puig and Fran Mel Reyes, who they traded yes. for at their trade deadline, and that team struggled. Like we said, the Twins got out to an 11-game lead at one point before the Indians really came on and uh, heated up in the summertime. Mike Freeman's been playing third base for the primary. Um, he looks like he'll be the primary third baseman, along with Yu Chang, one of a, another uh, prospect for them. But, I mean, that's no nowhere close to Jose Ramirez, right, Noah? Yeah, no, nowhere close. And Jose Ramirez, in fact, we talked about how this team struggled early on. You said that, you know, they were 11 games back. He has 20 home runs, 75 RBIs, and a 250 average this season on on the season. 
15 of those home runs came in the last two months, 45 of those RBIs in just July and August, and he's hit 330 since then. I mean, he is crucial to how this team has turned it around over these last two months. And of course, it started a little bit in June, but for the most part, it's been July and August. And Jose Ramirez is absolutely crucial to how this team's turning it around. And without his spark in the middle of that lineup, I'm not sure if this lineup can really have that flow that we saw when they acquired Yasiel Puig and Fred Reyes. And, I mean, they were relying on their pitching. They can rely on their pitching. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to carry them over the Twins. Yeah, yeah, on the, yeah go, go ahead, ahead Robert. Robert. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say real quick. And you brought up Chang and uh, Freeman, but those guys are more fielders, and that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the strength that the Indians yeah. have. They're one of the better yeah. defensive runs. They turned it around. Exactly. But Ramirez, like we kind of mentioned, the bat needs to play. They need that bat. I mean, the Indians are have a solid foundation in offense, but when one guy's out, and it's just it makes the flow of things so much harder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to touch on that again. Yeah. Yeah, and on the on the flip side, the Twins—they're not. I mean, they're playing well. They're playing some really easy teams. They just played um, the Tigers, but their pitching has really been falling off a little bit. Four point nine one ERA in August, and the, and we're almost at the end of the month here. Compare that to June, three point nine five ERA. I mean, that's almost a run higher mm-hmm. in just a two month span. There, uh, Jose Barrios has really been struggling. Uh, of course, Martin Perez has not been as good as he started the year. He had a good start. Just this last one, Kyle Gibson's been really struggling as well. How much of a concern is this for you guys? I mean, the Twins, like I said, easy rest of the way here. Uh, they're probably the favorites to win the Central now that Jose Ramirez is out. But there's a lot of uh, concern around the pitching staff, Noah. Oh, it's a ton of concern. And Jose Barrios in particular, he does this every year. It's August and September. He just struggles. And I and and I like Jose Barrios because he's the one guy in the rotation that they're going to let throw 100 to 110 pitches. But I think what we're seeing is we're seeing the toll that that can take over the period of a full season. You know, you see in, in June when he's when he's throwing, they will let him go 110 pitches and they will let him finish that seventh or eighth inning. But right now, I mean, his stuff is flat. They say it's a mechanical thing. He's not rotating his hips enough or something like that. But his stuff is over the plate. He's getting hit hard. I believe the average exit velocity against the Tigers of all teams, the Tigers was 94 miles per hour. Jose Brios has to turn around. They're really trying to work with his mechanics. But then there's Kyle Gibson, who's normally uh, he's pretty solid against bad teams. I mean, he's not going to win you big games, but he can get you uh, a couple wins over the season. He's been absolutely atrocious. I mean, he's not even replacement level at this point. Martin Perez has had a good stretch. Michael Pineda, he's had his rest, but even Jake Odorizzi started to struggle. I mean, I think we're seeing the effects of a full season on this pitching staff that a lot of these guys aren't quite battle tested and if they are there aren't proven in august and september and when these games are big i mean you're playing the tigers and the white Sox. you can't go three and three in those six games you've got to win four or five and that's the frustrating part about that and this pitching staff is to blame robert is this a big cause of concern for you or is it just just a rough patch for the twins well i mean this to be as fair and honest here the indians just lost jose ramirez okay so if you're gonna pick something that's going to be negative for both sides with the twins pitching starting pitching being awful the indians losing jose ramirez i think it's going to balance out but i do think the concern for the pitching for the twins is really not a good idea right now because the the way they're going about things is because if you look at gibson you look at martin perez you look at michael pineda and you see what three starter as far as the stuff plays they're not two starters they're not aces they might be threes at best 
So I, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, Noah, isn't this team just winning with runs anyways? Aren't they just winning with an offense? So it's a little no. bit different philosophy. So you, so you say the pitching doesn't so, matter as much. But, but I, well, I, right I, now, it's it's almost too late to worry so much about that because you're already in so deep. you got one yeah. month left. I think the only way we talk about – I talk about how I don't like offense, okay? Like I don't think it can carry throughout a whole season with you know pitching as well. Especially but the since post, the Twins yeah. – yes. But since the Twins have held their own almost into this last month, a one month can carry them possibly, especially since the Indians oh. just lost one of their most dynamic hitters in the game, that this can carry them to push them over the top over the Indians. They can the they, it, they, it, it can. Their offense can. But here's the frustrating part. They scored six runs against the Tigers and lost by three runs. They gave up nine. It's every single night that a starter is going only five innings and giving up like four or five runs. And you, you can't sustain a bullpen over that. And I'm not saying that they're, oh. they're not the favorites to win the division. They are. But this pitching is really frustrating because your offense can't be relied on to score seven runs every night. It's a good offense, but they're not going to do that. When you're playing the Tigers, you can't give up nine runs against the Tigers. I will make one point on Jose Barrios. His velocity hasn't been much. It's pretty average right now. His last two starts. Well, no, I mean, his last two starts, it was pretty average. The three starts before that, it was down. Um, but his last two starts, it's gotten back a little bit to the mean. So I think there's some hope there for Twins fans that Jose Barrios can turn it around. Um, like you said, he's got some control issues. Uh, his velo was down a little bit, like I said, in those three starts. But I think he'll he'll figure it out eventually here before the Twins ramp up for postseason and play. I don't have much concern about him. I do have concerns about Martin Perez long term. I do yeah. have concerns about Kyle Gibson long term, yeah. though. Um, but you really only need three pitchers in the postseason. But even then, do you really want... Uh, Pineda pitching game three in the postseason game? Probably not. Pineda's been pitching um, pretty so well. I don't know. He's good, but I don't know. I don't know if you want him pitching in the postseason. I mean, that's just the concern I have. If if you're looking at the Twins being the favorites in this AL Central, you have to look at the postseason. I just don't th- think that rotation stacks up. Yeah. And, no, and absolutely not. It things have to roll in your way. I think Martin Perez has gotten better, but against the Yankees, against the Astros, against even the Indians for that matter, it's not going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And I, you were I think- looking. Oh, I go think ahead, a Robert. lot of people look at this, and the Twins have some young farm arms that maybe someone has to make an impact. Bruce Star Gratterall. That's what I'm saying. Either him or somebody, somebody's got to come up and step up because obviously yeah. there's innings that are getting hurt here. Some guys aren't used to these long – because like Martin Perez, for example, we all know when he was with Texas, he got hurt all the time. He's not used to having these long grinding seasons where either he performs decently well and then you know he's getting more innings than usual. Is he, like more pressure on him. He's not used to this environment. So I think that's also putting a toll on him where, okay, now we're coming down to crunch time. Martin Perez is one of the guys we're really hoping he can, you know, perform most starts. And if yeah. he doesn't, well, then we got to rely on the bullpen today. And if the bullpen's getting overworked, like you said, Noah, that's that's a huge problem. We can't do that every night. We can't be putting out a bullpen uh, in the fifth inning because Martin Perez only went four or Barrios only went four. Like this is a, this is a huge problem for yeah. sure. And yeah. Michael Pineda is coming off a of Tommy John surgery. Correct. Yeah, that's another guy. So. You know, look at, like, these are fringy players as far as health. And, I, you know, we can't have the highest expectations. I think some of the Twins fans right now are having too much high expectations. Oh, they are. I, for I, a right. lot of these starting pitchers because their track record, if you go to baseball reference, you look at their track record, you're going to go, okay, whoa, 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 I need to slow down and realize these guys Agreed. are who they are. They're already performing. just got to take it yeah. day by day. Yeah, I agree. That I mean, there's a lot of expectations of twins just in general because of how well they played i think twins fans need to realize that there weren't very many people predicting them to even win to go to the playoffs this year let alone win the division so uh, i think they just need to tap the brake pedals a little bit and just realize 
Look at the position you're in right now. You're in favorites to win the AL Central. Maybe 100 games. Yeah. Exactly. So I think you just got to put things into perspective a little bit. Um, I want to move on here to the NL Central side of things now. Uh, the Cardinals and Cubs. I mean, the Cardinals have really taken off uh, since I, I, I made my bold prediction about three weeks ago. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Um, but the Cardinals are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, 14-8 and eight in August. They're 30-17 and 17 since July. And a lot of that has to do with their offense. In their last 10 games, they have 52 runs, uh, a 7 uh or they have a 753 OPS in August. In July, they had a 759 OPS. And in June, when the team was really struggling, a 643 OPS. So they've really jumped up on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of that, a lot of that has to do with Marcel Azuna. Paul Goldschmidt's been pretty good. Paul DeYoung. Colton Wong has been on fire as well. So the offense is really picking things up. And the rotation, Jack Flattery's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since the All-Star break. Yeah, uh, they, now, they now have a two-and-a-half uh, game lead over the Cubs in the NL Central. And they're winning against the Brewers tonight, so I'm guessing it'll be a three-game lead by tomorrow. The Cardinals, man, uh, on fire. Uh, is this something that you expected, or do you think they're the favorites now with the, the recent hot streak, Robert? Well, I think the Cardinals are definitely exploiting the weaknesses in the Cubs and the Brewers, and therefore they're taking advantage of those when they're playing them, getting those games, getting the big ones, especially when they're moving into this last month of the season. When you gain ground like that, it's hard yeah. to come back. And the Cubs right now, you know, they're one of the more concerning teams right now in baseball because they're so close to winning and their bullpen chokes it. It seems like almost every night the bullpen's almost, you know, one out away or two outs away or just an inning away and we can just win this game and they can't finish. Robert, to that point, Robert, to that point, sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, 24 blown saves is tied for second in baseball for the Cubs. Yikes. Yeah, that's a So that makes your point. Mm -hmm. And, And the other thing about the Cardinals, I think, you talk about the offense. I want to talk about the pitching. Like obviously, we all know Flaherty's Jack Flaherty's had an amazing second half. That is not to be mistaken. But you have to look at the bullpen has been phenomenal most of the first half, and it's carried over into the second half. And mm-hmm. when your bullpen is doing really well, your starting pitching is going to feel really good about themselves every day. That if we yeah. pitch well, we're not gonna we're not gonna be in trouble when the bull, like when they leave the game seven innings and the bullpen comes in, the Cardinals are getting it done. And right there, that's called executing. And when you yeah. execute, you win a lot of games. And the Cardinals have found ways, even with guys stepping up like Lane Thompson in the offense. Like, it, there's so many guys that just came to step up. That's the Cardinal way. Remember, Luke? The Cardinal way is guys All these, they the always way, got guys. They step up. They always got guys that come up and make an impact. I mean, Lane Thomas has been amazing. Uh, Tommy Edmond, he's yes. been pretty mm-hmm. – I mean, you look at some of his, his analytical numbers. I mean, his on-base percentage is barely 300, not very good. But he's hitting the ball. So, I mean, uh, it's not it's more than you can say for like a guy like Matt Carpenter who's been just god-awful this season. And I, I want to make my point because, like I said, three weeks ago, I predicted the Cardinals would not be in first place again this year. At that point, it was right after the trade deadline. I was very frustrated with the Cardinals front office not making any moves. That's my team, and I've seen them. Uh, just stand pat at the deadlines uh, for four straight years. They haven't made a playoff since 2015. I've just been a really frustrated fan. I'm still kind of standing behind my point that I think the front office should have made a move for the starting rotation because I'm getting really sick and tired of Michael Walker getting fourth or fifth <laughs> opportunities in this rotation. I still think they should have got some lower level starter like Mike Leak or Jason Vargas. Um, but they're, I mean, they're making me eat my words a little bit here. The Cardinals offense has really been on fire. Your boy Paul Goldschmidt's been has been good. I think he could be better, which is even scarier to think about. Yeah. Um, but sure. yeah, they're making me eat my words a little bit, and I'll, I'll own up to that. Noah, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals? I think the Cardinals have really 
shown what they can do at, that we thought at the beginning of the season. I mean, this bullpen, uh, there's nothing more empowering to a team than a bullpen that can shut down another team and you can, gives you a chance to win the game. And I think that's what we've seen with the Cubs. I mean, they've been blowing games left and right in the ninth, and there's nothing more deflating than when you're about to win and you blow a game in the ninth. And Carlos Martinez has been a big part of the Cardinals' effort to not let that happen. Gallegos has been huge. Andrew Miller as well. Um, and then Jack Flaherty. I mean, at the beginning of the year, yeah. he was one of my favorite pitchers, and he struggled. His, la- his last month, he's been outstanding, and that's absolutely huge for this team that has a struggling offense. Um, and all you all you need with a pitching staff that's performing like this is you just need a few clutch hits, and right now they're getting them, and that's how they can win is by getting clutch hits. Yeah, I think they're getting more than just clutch hits. No, I, they're winning 11-2 to against the Brewers right now. Man. And like I said, 52 runs in their last 10 games. They've been blowing yeah. out some opponents. Granted, I don't it's know been like the Rockies and the Pirates. It's not sustainable. I I, I agree with you, yeah. um, but it's nice to see. Uh, I I will point back to last year's Cardinals when they fired Mike Matheny uh, in in around it was around, I think it was late July they fired him. Mike Schilt took over as manager. They had that hot streak in August. Yep. And everyone was saying, "Oh, Cardinals are the favorites, or they're going to make a run with the Cubs or the Brewers." Uh, they they tailed off in September. So I really want to see how the Cardinals do here in the next month or so and see if they can sustain this. No, like you said, I don't think the offense is sustainable, but I do think Paul Goldschmidt can get better, yeah. and that's only that's only good for the offense. Yeah, yeah I still think I still think he hasn't had that one month where he's just been absolutely ridiculous to become like the player of the month. I think Goldschmidt could have a huge September, and that could really raise the bar because we all know what Goldschmidt can do in the postseason as yeah. far as small sample size. But if he gets if he gets going, Luke, your team is definitely taking mm-hmm. him for sure. I mean, you, yeah. we saw that first half of May he was going off big time, then. That's that's about all he did until, you know, this in July he started taking off a little bit. Yeah, you'd like to see a little bit more consistency with him hitting exactly. the ball the other way, not necessarily just pulling it for home runs. Yeah, yeah. and and, and I want to his numbers are still good. They're just not Paul Goldschmidt numbers. Yeah, correct. And if you're talking about you know things I want to see in September, I also want to see how this Cubs bullpen is in September. I mean, they were blowing games. Every, almost every night, it seemed like, for the last week or two. Yeah, they have, yeah, they I, have been. <laughs> I just don't think that will continue to happen in September. I think they'll obviously still like be fringy, but they're not going to just blow games almost every night. They blew, like, what, it was a four-run four lead against well, the Pirates or something like that? pretty bad, too. Um, they just haven't consistently had production out of the offense, and that I mean, doesn't right- help. They've scored. I mean, they've scored 600. A lot of those are blowouts. But like, also- that's true. They're also one of those teams that, you know, Noah, you like to bring up all the time when a home run kills a rally. When they hit a home run, they don't seem to do anything after that. It's just like, okay, well, it's late, like two minutes later. And then, yeah, it's like Kyle Schwarber. He's one of those guys. It's it's all or nothing, basically. They got Nick Castellanos. Castellanos Yeah, yeah, Castellanos has been a huge. Yeah, yeah, that guy's been solid. But he can't carry the team by himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Rizzo hasn't if been super hot lately either. If you're not getting consistent be offensive yeah. production out of, or if you're not, yeah. So if you're not getting consistent production out of your lineup, that just put, uh, the bullpen that they're always consistently in close games. And right. you, you talk about the blown saves. Craig Kimbrell was hurt for a decent stretch of that too. They have him back, but he's not Craig Kimbrell of old. I mean, he's still oh. we've seen the flaws in him. Uh, he's oh. good, but he's not elite anymore. But and that hurts. But can we touch up on the fact that he signed late? I, I know people don't want to make yeah. that excuse, but this it's might hard. be something why Craig Kimbrell isn't the same guy. And then next year, next year he's literally Craig Kimbrell. You know what I mean? Like it, It's not surprising that he's not doing well because of how much time he took off. 
Everyone saw with Lance. Lynn. We saw it with Lance Lynn. We saw it with many guys. It happens. Robert just dropped in fantasy sleepers for 2020 in August. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. You guys know my uh, guys now. Rip. Yeah. And this is case in point why I think things in baseball aren't always black and white. Everyone was mad at the Twins and some other teams for not signing Kimbrel. I mean, this is what can happen when you sign a reliever yeah. for a big contract. Yeah. I'm, no I, right now, it's pretty smart for Minnesota not to get him. So. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to our question segment here. We have oh. Alex. Yeah, this is going to be an explosive one. We've been having this discussion off air before, and uh, I think one of the too many times one of our our favorite listeners wanted to maybe uh, throw some fireworks at us. <laughs> so this this question is a twins question. So uh, bear down here. Is Max Kepler having a breakout season? Uh, just let me have a, a little bit of a, a, a rundown here. Uh, Max Kepler, 35 home runs, 86 RBIs, 254 uh, batting average, 335 on base, 868 OPS, 533 slugging. Robert, I'll start with you. Because oh, wow. Blow this thing up. Is okay. Max Kepler having a breakout season? No, to me, he's not. As far as hitting home runs, yes, he's definitely shown more power. Absolutely. You look at the numbers as far as consistency moving forward into the end of the season. His batting average in 2018 was 224. Well, this year it's 254. But let's look at 217, guys. He had 243. Is Kepler going to fall back into that norm of a 243 average? Then let's talk about the on-base percentage. In 2017, he had a 312. In 2018, 319. Right now he's at 335. That could slip down to about, what, 328. We're still getting very close to his norms. And now the slugging, obviously, that comes with power, and that's why he's got, you know, like I said, that's more power there. But his doubles right now, he's one away from 30. His walks, he's probably on pace to get 71 walks, just like he did last year. I just don't think there's so much potential here as far as breaking out. But if you talk about power, I will agree with you guys. Yes, he's definitely had more home runs. But everything else, no. I don't think you can just separate every other stat from power and say it's not a breakout because it's only power. I mean, if you're literally doubling your home run output, that's a breakout season, even if it is just the power that's breaking out. And I mean, let alone his increase in his on-base percentage in 16 points, which is not a crazy amount, but it is something. Uh, He's got the same amount of doubles he had last year in 30 less games and 50 less at-bats. I think you're kind of I don't think you can just say, all right, ignoring the power, it's not a breakout season because the power is there and he's breaking out in a big way by literally doubling his home run output. That's fair. I just, I don't think, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, well, I here's think the you're thing. Breakouts, breakouts are so subjective. I, I and we had, it, we had, we had this conversation, Robert, break yeah. the word breakout is so subjective and yeah. it just matters to the person who's speaking on it. I would personally agree that Max Kepler is having a breakout season. You look at him leading off in one of the best lineups in, in, in baseball, 35 home runs is a huge jump. He might double his home run total. I know the ball has been flying out of the yard this year, but I mean, that's crazy. Uh, that's a crazy jump. Um, and he's shown power before, so it's not like a Cattell Marte type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I think he's he's really shown that he can be a top of the order hitter, and, and I think he's having a breakout season um, because you can rely on him consistently. I mean, before you couldn't start him against lefties. This year, he's been hitting lefties a lot better. Um, so I think I just I think like you like we've talked about, it's so subjective. It's hard to say yes or no definitively, um, but. I mean, there's an argument to be had here. I just don't I, think it's like blowing people out of the water as far as what his numbers are saying based off of what his career 40 is. 40 home runs. Especially his career. Uh, 40 home uh, runs. He never had more than 20. I, under, I understand He's going to hit 40. 
okay, there's do you realize there's going to be almost 50 guys are going to hit 30 home runs? Yeah, 40 though. The home runs are. Guys. I think well, if you look, guys, Noah, yeah, there's a lot of line drives lot, everywhere. Dude. I know there's a lot of guys hitting home runs, but 40 home runs, even in this day, I mean, yeah, maybe it's not as special as it was three years ago. That's still a lot in, this, in today's game. Maybe he's comfortable hitting leadoff and he's going to hit home runs. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Brian Dozier pretty much did the exact same thing. He was a power hitter in the leadoff spot. He kind of sort of didn't get on base. That's kind of what Kepler's doing. It's not that surprising. It's not that crazy to think he's okay, going to Okay, okay. Can I can I just say this? I you you said that he was he wasn't even like good enough to start at the beginning of the season, and now you're saying it's not surprising that it's he's not, hitting not the run. fact that he's hitting. But yeah, he wasn't good enough to start at the beginning of the oh. season. That's another bag of worms, I know. But uh, what I'm saying, let, let me just say this real quick. He compared Max Kepler to Jake Cave and basically said Max Kepler wasn't good enough to start, implying that Jake Cave was better. I mean, than he Max might Kepler. be wrong on that, but that's not really a question at hand. I know, you know, I know. I just wanted to bring that up. You just want you just pulling well, out all the punches. That was just so crazy. Said, but I also personal. said that if Cave had opportunities every day, you. But see, there's the thing: you don't know for a full season at the beginning of the year out of spring training. Hey, we're we're yeah. more uh, capable. Yeah. And we're it's gonna give for opportunities to Jake Cave. You just don't know. You know, like I, like Cave could be one of those guys who goes to the Orioles. Next thing you know, the dude hits 25 home runs because you know home runs are a big deal. Everyone freaks out about it. But he hits 25 home runs. He bats 260, gets on base at a 330, just like Kepler. And now we're talking about almost being identical players. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying – for me, I'm not a huge fan of Kepler, and I'm not a huge fan of Cave in the first place. But if you had to have him play, there you go. Okay, you know, it's pick and choose. It's either him or yeah. him. My, my last point will be going back to the 40 home runs is not a lot in today's game. He's third in the American League in home runs. Um, in baseball, that would put him right around eighth or ninth. I mean, to be top ten in the major leagues in home runs is nothing to scoff at, even in today's game. I mean, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and you look at his OPS plus, which is kind of like a rating of kind of a lot of different things. One twenty four this year, which puts mm-hmm. him as a, a well above average player compared to ninety eight last year, which would put him as below average. Um, so, like I said, subjective breakout or not. I mean, you guys can decide for yourselves. I think we did a good job covering all the points there. Uh, let's wrap up the show here with the name game, and then uh, we'll end things. Uh, so the name game I gave you is Charlie Hamstring. Uh, was he a real baseball player or not? He is not Woo! a real baseball player. So you yes. guys called my bluff on yeah. that one. Like oh, I said, yeah. Nick Budig probably would have said no, so I probably would have just been shut out. Uh, wouldn't be the first time it happened. Won't be the last time it happened. That's all right. Uh, I'll continue to get better every day, get in the gym, high motor, uh, work hard. There you go. Play hard. Play hard. <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. We uh, love giving you the Twins topics because we know a lot of our listeners are from Minnesota. And I like talking about the Cardinals, too, because it's fun to watch them play when they're uh, playing as well as this. We'll be back next week. Uh, make sure to uh, follow us on all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can send your questions to the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com again that's the stitches podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at stitches pod that's at stitches pod talk to you guys next week take care